Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Of radio. <sighs> All right, guys. I finally got through it. I got to tell you, this movie might be one of the worst that you guys had me watch. I couldn't even. Oh. I could be either get through it. Like it was just so cheesy. I, like, I, yeah, such, but they were going for that, right? It's just such a not even a B-list character. It was this what? C-list character oh. that they used. Might have had a couple of good runs in the comics here and there. A couple of good? Um, what are you talking about? I, uh, anyway, I, I guess it's kind of interesting that Rachel Taylor was in two Marvel projects. She did Wait. Jessica Jones, which is what? awesome. Wait, and then whoa, she whoa, did whoa. this piece of crap. Josh, 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 Josh. Rachel Taylor? What are you talking about? Well, she did Jessica Jones. Right. Yeah, yeah, I know, but she wasn't in this movie. Yeah, she was. She was in the, the movie. We the the thing, the man thing. Uh, oh yeah. Oh uh, no, Josh, Josh, Josh. Sorry, bud. I have bad news. You now have to watch two bad movies because we said Swamp Thing, not Man Thing. Swamp Thing. Yeah. Oh, you guys are assholes. We what? No, just go, just, just go I watch it. Paid Amazon Prime for this crap. Just right, go whatever. watch it. You'll be fine. fine. Go watch it, stupid swamp thing. Two hours later. Okay, well, I think that might have been better than Man Thing. Yep. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Nathan, we fucked up. Well, no, no. Like, what did you think? What, what? Like, I mean, what did you think of the direction? I mean, I figured you'd you'd probably have some questions about the director in this case. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was a interesting take on. It. I mean, hey, it was mostly faithful to the a couple characters change here and there. But um, all in all, I mean, the, it was nice, relatively serious take on Swamp Thing. Oh, Josh. Um. Buddy, not not Wes Craven's Swamp Thing. No, no, Jim Wynorski's The Return of Swamp Thing. You gotta watch that. Sorry. That's not even a real movie. Yeah, yeah, here You're it is. You're not kidding, are you? No, uh, it's it's a real thing. Here's the laser disc. You guys are dicks. That's when I'm under pressure now. The question 
Welcome, welcome, folks. Welcome back to What Were They Thinking, a podcast about bad to questionable movies. Mm. Right. And I, of course, uh, am your host, uh, Nathan. Mm. That's right. And uh, this week we are talking about the, as you heard in the opener, the Jim Wynerski directed The Return of Swamp Thing. But, uh, you know, obviously you guys, you're familiar with our format. I don't do this sort of thing alone. So, uh, if you don't mind, I'd like to introduce the Dr. Arcane to my Dr. Alec Holland, in that we are bitter rivals who will kill each other eventually. Mm-hmm. Brendan. Say hello, Brendan. Yeah, uh, hello. And yes, that will be the... When we finally uh, put put this podcast out of its misery, that will be the end, is when one of, when we kill each other. It'll be a, a, a death match. Yeah, not like celebrity death match. No, no. claymation. It'd be for reals. Realsies. Yeah. Like, yeah, this movie, uh, Nathan, what the fuck? Yeah, well, <laughs> you know what? That's I, what I've got to say to start this off. Here's the thing. Even myself, as a as a professed fan, uh, at least in my youth, of Swamp Thing, mm. I do feel that we did need to get some sort of help dissecting this thing. And as it is a comic book movie... I mean, technically, yeah, it is, and we, I, we have. I mean, technically, the whole opening montage is comic covers. <laughs> uh, we of course had to bring back our resident uh, comic book specialist, Josh Coach Sabasakis. I'm coughing already in my intro. <laughs> um, yeah, thank you really for, uh, thank you for having me again. Um, that's a tone of sarcasm in my thanks. We only bring I you think. in for the best, Josh. This is like the, yeah. <laughs> I'm the, at this point, I think I made this joke last time and probably the time before, but I feel like I am the Alec Baldwin of guest hosting at this point. I mean, it could be worse. You could be the Lindsay Buckingham of guests. <laughs> yeah. And that you never get to speak. You right. could be... you. You, you you could be the Nancy Kerrigan of hosts in that you What's do it once and it doesn't turn out that great. Yeah, the Sinead O'Connor. Um, in, that, in that we just ban you outright. Yeah, um, but if you guys are the Dr. Arcane and the Alec Holland, then consider me the Daryl. Who was Daryl? Daryl's a little fat kid. Oh. <laughs> Open the door, you jerk. <laughs> oh, I have I have most of my notes on those two children. They they be kissing and stuff. <laughs> I mean, we'll get to that later. But I found that hilarious, given that he was looking at nudie magazines. Thank you. Prior. Thank you. <laughs> I wrote that down too. We'll get to it. But thank you. Only about what, well, there's one thing to watch and pour, and another watching people go at it. But we'll we'll get to that. But pitter patter, let's get at her, as I like to say. Don't bore us. Get to the chorus. Sooner begun, sooner done. Uh, any, any other ones you want to lay on us? Uh, I don't know. Uh, penny saved is a penny earned. <laughs> Stitching time saves yeah. nine. Step on the crack, break your mom's back. Do or do not. Yeah, no, this is, uh, I mean, it's the, it's a movie about the swamp thing, and he returns. I mean, what more do you need? <laughs> Plot. 
Okay, so in the previous movie, which we haven't covered, no. uh, which we won't, right? Well, maybe. I don't know. Is it? It's good, right? In my opinion, but I mean, we can take a look later because okay. I'm sure it'll recommend it to us. All right. Uh, Alec Holland uh, is, uh, I don't know, injured in a lab experiment, uh, which turns him into the titular Swamp Thing. Mm. Um, and of course, his the bane of his existence is Doctor Arcane, um, who is trying to create a, a group of unmen as they are called in the comics uh so he can uh, i guess re- reverse aging and his valley girl stepdaughter played by heather locklear who is a vegetarian <laughs> that'll come up oh, later jesus christ uh, <laughs> decides she's gonna come down and reconnect with her stepdad and, and if you guys are not is. aware she is his stepdaughter i think yes. they only mentioned it once yeah, just the one time. I, I caught it real quick. That's why I wrote it down in my notes. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, at first I thought there was a biological connection. I was deeply disturbed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's, uh, we open up with... A uh, bunch of nerds on a swamp hunt. Well, actually, I was going to say the one thing nobody ever really wants to see. Directed by Jim Wynerski. <laughs> <laughs> except for Chopping Mall. Okay, yeah. Except for Do you Chopping know what Mall. the first thing I noticed was? Was the tagline. Oh, America's favorite superhero is back. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Once upon a time in the swamp. America's favorite. I mean, I got nothing against swamp thing. How could he be America's favorite superhero when we already have a superhero that pretends to be sick just so he can steal your car? (laughs) He's not even America's favorite superhero who had a movie released that year. God. Yeah, so a bunch of, bunch, bunch of nerds in a swamp. Bunch of nerds in a swamp. Dressed yeah. in militia gear. Uh, well, no, that's the thing. Like, these guys are supposed to be government agents because at one point they're like, you're the one who said we should get out of the office and into the field. I don't think that's how getting into the field in a government job like that, where you're doing some sort of like, you know, where there's firearms training and things like that. You don't just be like, hey, boss, I'd like to go into the field. Can we go into the field? Yeah, Wilson, get into the field. Knock yourself out. Okay, I still have asthma and really bad teeth. Can I go into the field? I said get into the field, Wilson. I, I was deeply confused. I thought they were just like playing, like going to like go and play paintball or something. It, that's what it looks like because <laughs> yeah. none of them are wearing anything that indicates that they are part of a government co- uh, company, uh, department, nothing like that. I don't know what, what branch of the government, ATF. I'm assuming it was ATF. Because they were looking for a, a, a still, like a moonshine, moonshine still. Mm-hmm. And uh, don't don't go out in the day to execute these search warrants. No, no. You you want to go out with just four people in the middle of the night in the swamp. Yeah, they're hunting for moonshiners, right? Right. And yeah. and you can't you can't find them during the day because the moon has to be shining on them i think that's that's the that's the moonshiner they're like vampires that way yeah that's what leon redbone told me i think so yeah uh so they're i mean i don't like i said i don't know i think they're supposed to be atf guys uh they're they're searching around uh trying to find it and uh well uh, i guess um leech man yeah i mean i wrote down john merrick but that's probably accurate hey that's what i said Said he looks like the elephant man. Kill me, not an animal. 
I, I was kind of standing a few, like a little on the other side of the room. Because I went to go grab something on the other side. Because you wanted to keep your distance and, while you were watching the movie. And I looked, and for the longest time in the seat, I thought it was a swamp thing. <laughs> no, me too. I was like, why I said, does he look like the elephant man? I said, what happened to the fucking swamp thing? I'm like, why is he a villain too? <laughs> and he's like skinny. And yeah. he's, he's like all skinny or whatever. He looked like a toddler wearing like an adult Halloween mask. Yeah. It's like, it's like so. It's like someone took like a three year old and and had slapped the mascot head on them. Yeah. Uh, I did have a fun note here because, uh, the first guy to die is named Mort. <laughs> right. I think is delightful because the French word for death is oh, more, which is spelled the same way. There so, you go. Fun, so fun stuff. Jim Wynorski, a classic. Clever, classy, classy <laughs> filmmaker. Classic. Well, well, you might say like a Jean-Luc Godard-esque. <laughs> classic uh, French new wave comedy. <laughs> uh, so they just, uh, they just, uh, the, the nerdiest of the nerds, uh, he sees old Mort get killed and he alerts his, his office buddies um, again, I don't think any of these guys should be in the field or handling ordinance in any way at all. Uh, and they're like, they, all of a sudden, they're going to take this hill to die on. No man left behind. We're not leaving here without Mort. And then Leechman shows up again and then takes another one of them out. And they're like, yeah, we should get the fuck out of here without Mort. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so they, they start taking off. And as they're trudging through the swamp, at one point, the uh, the nerdy guys like no guys the truck's this way and they're like ah oh, screw you we're going this way and they go off and of course they get uh they get tranked I'm a, they were tranked right they got they didn't die no they got tranked by the fucking terminatrix yeah they get they got tranked uh and then of course uh the other fellow he goes off and he gets attacked by leechman but he doesn't get killed because then uh the Cuban prosthetic costume shows up <laughs> long before Mystique was ever around. Mm-hmm. The Swamp Thing. Dr. Alec Holland. And guys, I have to ask you right now. I know, I know, Nathan, you'd seen this before, so maybe I'll just ask Josh. When he started talking and sounded like a normal person, did you did your mind explode? I was just about to say that. Yeah, okay. His voice does not fit what I imagined no, you, like, you would expect somebody who's been through like a, a horrible chemical accident to have at least a gravelly voice. Eh? He's essentially like, "Hello, I am Swamp Thing." Yeah, he he sounded like the way I talk to my clients selling insurance. He he sounds <laughs> like he should be offering like folksy wisdom to Wally and the Beef. Yeah, <laughs> you 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 kids, uh, you you keep me young, uh, but you'll yeah. be the death of me. But like I, I mean, the only thing that I've ever heard Swamp Thing talk—I mean, I've read the comics and stuff—but the only thing I've actually heard him speak was um, in the Injustice video game. Mm-hmm. Okay, like they did a good job with the voice there. Like he does his little intro and he's like, "I am one with the planet" or whatever. Right? It's kind of like this deep but thoughtful dialogue and and voice to go with it and this guy's just like oh hey i'm hank or something (laughs) (laughs) and the funny thing is like hank thing they had a a usa uh show and the the swamp thing was like do not bring her evil here characters are welcome by the way on that on that uh, network (laughs) right and uh even when they did the remake that got canceled the day after it was released which was a fucking crime 
uh, he it's still you be like, OK, that's Swamp Thing. That's how Swamp Thing should sound. Not like some dude who who coaches like peewee football. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. He's very intimidating, but he does save that guy and kill. He does. Well, he doesn't kill the leech thing, but he like. And he does introduce him on the Swamp Thing. <laughs> he just like, like he, like, he kind of was... like kicks the leech thing and it like floats away in the water. When like, he first started speaking, yeah, I'm not even joking when I said this. I was like, man, like he kind of has it all together. Like if people could get over his appearance, like he could probably hold a steady job and get a house <laughs> and a mortgage. Like he's oh just there's nothing there's nothing weird about him other than the way he looks. I want that Adult Swim cartoon now. <laughs> you know how they did the Harley Quinn one with Kelly Cuoco, <laughs> yeah. and it's like it's all zany and off the wall. I want to see. Swamp Thing, middle manager on Adult Swim now. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. He doesn't wear any clothes, but he wears a tie. Like his... No, no, no. Like they got that's. I want him in like uh, like a a short sleeve button up with a tie, with pocket protect. Like my, he, I want him to look like Michael Douglas and falling down, but still like Swamp Thing. Mm. Glasses and all. And just as racist? No, no, no. Okay, his, okay. His plants on his desk never die. Like it's just. A... <laughs> <laughs> so 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 what happens after swamp thing saves the day nathan well we get an awesome credit sequence which is filled with some fantastic like comic book covers and scenes from the comic book none of these scenes are going to be in this movie and they look so awesome and you're like oh man i hope they i hope they do that one. Oh, that'd be awesome they did that one he fought vampires holy shit None of that happens. None of that happens in this movie. I really like the uh, the opening credits too. It actually made me think too. like I wish um it would be something cool to do with like a modern comic book movie. Yeah. When yeah. Was, uh, Dracula never... versus Swamp Thing. Let's do it. Actually, this Swamp. My love for Swamp Thing predates my uh, my love for Spawn. So that, I guess t- Swamp Thing would technically have been the first comic book character that I was like legitimately into. Like I liked Spider Man and like stuff. Sexually? Shut up, Brendan. <laughs> oh, you said you were into it. I don't yeah. know. I, I liked I liked Spider Man because of because of the cartoons and I never had any of the comics or anything like that, but I actually remember having a bunch of Swamp Thing comics when I was a kid that I'd gotten from uh, a family friend or a cousin and then I would kind of pick them up whenever I could with allowance and stuff. So he was like the kind of the first comic book character that I was seriously uh, into because uh, I'm discounting Captain Carrot and his amazing zoo crew, <laughs> which I want that movie, too, by the way. Was he also a prop comedian like Carrot Top? No, no, oh. it was it was all very much Spider-Ham. Oh. Um, uh, it, it's it's weird when I was a kid that like I was I got into D.C. and then just kind of I kind of moved away from it. Because I, I don't know, I just kind of like Marvel stuff better, but uh, there's still some DC stuff that holds true for me in the Swamp Thing and Batman. That shit's all that's those one of them. So we move on. Uh, we do that, and uh, let's see here. What am I got? We move on to Heather Locklear as the most Californian yes. Californian. Yes, we do. We do, don't we? Is it wrong of me to say I immediately get excited for Heather Locklear? Hell yeah! yeah. <laughs> like, I was oh, did like... you? Josh, did you notice that uh, one of the credited writers on this was Grant Morris? No, I didn't, but that's yeah. interesting. Yeah. I was like, that's cool. And then I watched the movie and I'm like, 
they clearly just took his stuff and and added a bunch of wacky shit to it. <laughs> um, there's some there's some deep foreshadowing in this scene here, guys, because Heather Locklear <laughs> has name tags for all of her plants, and she's just having normal conversations now, with them. Are they? I didn't. I was too lazy to look. Uh, are those plants named after musketeer or mouseketeers? I saw a net in there. That's what kind of cued me into it. I thought. Oh, it was. I, I, I was too, I was too distracted by the fact that he, she was just having regular conversations with her plants, and that one woman, one woman she worked with was just having none of her shit. Oh, don't forget yeah. when she made the meta joke about how her plants love that TJ, what's his face on TV. Yeah. <laughs> she, TJ Hooker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought, um, I thought she was talking to her coworker until like halfway through the dialogue. <laughs> and I was like, oh, she's talking to the, to the potted plant. And you were like, why is her coworker not answering? That's super rude. Oh, wait. Yeah. <laughs> She's talking to the plants. So we're going to talk about the way, because uh, <laughs> I had this in my notes, the the dialogue of um, she wishes that men were plants because at least plants don't get the wrong idea when you stroke them. <laughs> and yeah. my... Just saying. My thought was, man or woman, who wouldn't get the wrong idea if you started stroking them? Yeah, Clarence Carter. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, and like, th- like they treat this as like a funny little, I guess, opening scene, but like she's an insane person, right? Oh, she's California, of course. She is. She's wacky. That is. And you know what's weird, though? Maybe I had Stockholm Syndrome, or maybe it's because she's, like, a real pretty girl or whatever. But, like, halfway through, I'm like, eh, she's kind of fun. <laughs> Dude, it's Heather Locklear. Of course she's fun. <laughs> but, like, she was not the problem with this movie. No. Uh, okay, so we then we get we kind of get to meet Dr. Arcane, uh, and I think he's making garbage pail kids. Yeah, probably. And this is when John Merrick showed up. Yeah. I had Again. My note earlier about how hey, it looks like the elephant man, and then I was like, oh, oh my god, an elephant man! There is an elephant man there, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I wrote that too because like I thought elephant man was earlier, and then I was like, no, this is elephant man. <laughs> yeah, was, and apparently these characters were supposed to be like I said, unmen. By the way, uh, all of these characters, this is like this is like Cronenberg level body horror. Like these characters are like fucking kill me please like and the, set me on fire the weirdest thing about it is because you see stuff like that but the the tone throughout the entire movie is wacky hijinks yeah, yeah. it's just this this disgusting lineup of horrible mangled bodies who are part animal and then you've got like the scientist who's like <laughs> maybe i'll make a gill guy oh man that like cockroach <laughs> dude's face <laughs> oh that was that was I'll say this: the practical effects in this movie are fun, except for Swamp Thing. <laughs> it's like just a guy in a suit, in, uh, covered in moss. Yeah, yeah, a Swamp Thing. I mean, according to this movie, very sexy. But we'll get into that. <laughs> not quite a swamp, not quite a thing, but man. <laughs> oh. uh, so, is the answer to your question? I don't really know what he is. <laughs> um, so, you mentioned the cockroach guy. Uh, he 
gets executed because he can't communicate or talk or anything. I think he gets executed because he's a fucking hideous he is hideous thing. Because <laughs> Arcane actually says uh, dispose of him before he multiplies. Yeah. And then they put him into like this, I don't know, this chamber to kill him. And I was like, at this point, this if they really wanted to send home the comedy, we could have gone with a help me. <laughs> I was like, I would have welcomed that. Unclean, unclean. Help me. Cecile! Cecile! What would have been funny is if he survived. Oh, man. <laughs> Turned into <laughs> Jeff Goldblum. Because he's a cockroach. Cause he, yeah, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then he lived for like 65 million more years. I understand. Yeah. <laughs> um, we, we meet the gross sheriff of the parish. Oh, you, you mean, did, was he from the south? I couldn't tell. <laughs> well, it is Louisiana. Yeah. You gonna send her on over? I she get my jeans in it. Well, uh, doctor, I uh, see you got ladies working these parts. Uh, I'd I'd like to have uh, them with me. You uh, got yourself a regular old Playboy mansion. Yeah. I was like, do you think the Playboy mansion is a fucking laboratory? There's, there's, like, what? There's Boss Hug, and then there's Boss Hideous Hog Beast. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this guy's well because this guy is there to question the doctor because of all those people that went missing, right? Well, the, because the guys went missing, and the militia, the, their government got. They're no, they're not militia. <laughs> they're ATF, <laughs> whatever. And then the, they, like he survived and explained that they're that he was a, they were attacked by Lich, the the leech man, but they were saved by this big green man from Mars. Yeah, like I, I literally wrote that in the sheriff. Keep your fucking dick in your pants, like. Calm down. Everybody can with them, all them, them fastest looking ladies around. Because he's like, I'm gonna have to take a look oh. around. And he, and and the doctor's like, Well, okay, this guy'll go with you. He's like, I prefer if you give me one of your ladies to show me around. Like, the, what do you think's gonna happen, dude? <laughs> well, that's the thing. When, when you look like that, you know nothing's gonna happen. But it doesn't. It's it's okay to look. It's okay to look. <laughs> Don't ogle. Don't linger. Just just. Look, all right. I'm giving you. I'm helping you out, folks. These are oh, life okay. hacks. Don't don't follow me for more life hacks. Don't. Add, yeah. <laughs> at him on Twitter. At Montrose the third. No, it's not. No. That's, that's the number three yardy. No. I'm super NES. So after we meet the gross sheriff, uh, Heather Locklear uh, lands in the and she catches a she catches a cab from the airport. We're assuming that this place has an airport, and. Uh, she gets a, uh, a drive from a cab driver who is the most delightful stereotype. Oh, yeah. Uh, his, his uncle is in the choir at the local Baptist Tabernacle and Rib Shop. <laughs> I was like, come on, man. 1989 was a wild time, guys. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> uh, so we get that. That's that's a fun little ride, I, I guess. And then... Um, I think this is where we kind of get a little bit of like we we get some brief explanation as to how Alec Holland became Swamp Thing. Of course, they mentioned that Arcane is Abby's stepdad for the thirteenth time, and I think we're only twelve minutes into the movie. He also Which says she is that, not in the comics, by the way. No, no, Heather Locklear as Heather Locklear. <laughs> <laughs> Abby Arcane is not a yeah. Doctor Arcane also says he wants to. Uh, essentially, his whole thing, all this research, is so he can essentially find a way to de-age himself. Right, because because they didn't have that CGI yet in 1989. <laughs> right, and they you know like the, the stuff they used for when Nick Nolte was on The Mandalorian. Yeah. He was the de-aging look. <laughs> yeah, they amazing. de-aged him for that show. I he, couldn't get over it. He looked so young. He looked so good and vital. Right. Yeah. Uh. 
Yeah, apparently, like, because of the accident that was uh, leads you to believe that he died sort of at the end of the first movie. Uh, he's got, like, a degenerative disease, so he's constantly trying to stop this disease from taking his life and aging him prematurely. And he gets this idea because he sees Abby when she when she rolls up that she looks just like a mother, just like a mother. I, I would not even just like a mother. And um, he thinks because of her DNA was probably going to be the closest absolute match to what his his late wife's DNA was that they can use Abby's DNA to get the formula right. So he will live forever. Cool. We all got that. Get ready for some uh, porn and fart jokes. <laughs> he also made a comment about um, how great she looked to yes. the point where I, I felt uncomfortable. Uh, because as all kinds of porn that exists because of, with that 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 premise. Yeah. X hamster at us on Twitter <laughs> or, you know, Red Tube, Pornhub, whichever. We should probably stop naming porn sites that we know of. I'm just gonna name the mainstream ones. That okay. Y'all know of. Yeah. <laughs> not gonna go with old. Uh, not gonna go with oldg.com. I, I don't need you guys to really know what the freakiest shit I'm into. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, anyhow, uh, after the uh, you know the stepfather uh, fantasy thing happens, um, oh my god, his, I, I is it is it's not his wife. It's one of his scientists, but she's. I mean, like, it's his lover. It's his lover, yeah. She's mm-hmm. his, and and they have this weird parting when she when she leaves him. She gives him a kiss, and instead of like "I love you, darling" or uh, "Stay vital," she says to him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. Weird. You guys don't say that. <laughs> I I don't actually. Actually, when I usually when I, when when Patty and I part, I, I give her a smooch, and I don't tell her to stay vital. I tell her to stay relevant. <laughs> Which, guys, I'm gonna try that next time. I'm just gonna say stay vital, see how it goes. I'm I'm sure I'm sure Mariah would appreciate that. Josh, do we then cut to your two favorite characters in the film? The kids. Yeah. 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 One of them's my. One of them's me. I think. I okay. Did anyone else? I got. I mean, no. I don't think Josh should be the black kid. Um, I got. I, but look I, at I, my I, range. I don't, know, I don't know the way he treats the the way he treats the little fat kid. It seems to me like Josh might be like the black kid. I'm just. I just I, it, other other than the fact that he's obviously not African American or yeah. Canadian. Wow, Barry's the lead. Um, Canadian. So I just want to say right now, though, that Southern. OK, so there's two kids that we cut to that. That Southern kid is so Southern that I was actually like nervous when his friend was a black kid. <laughs> I, was like, I think that just shows the progressiveness of this movie. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> when he, I, he was, I'm laughing because I thought the same thing. When the kid, right. started, when like, the kid oh. starts banging on the door and then it was the black kid who answered. It's like, oh, no. What is he going to say? No, don't do it. Um, Just let me in. It's raining, you jerk. Yeah. Yeah, every time he called him a name, I was like, ah, uh, Yeah. Um, <laughs> also, the, the little fat boy. All I could think about the whole time was Noah Ritter. <laughs> Noah Ritter? Yeah, you know, the kid who went viral, and he's like, well, apparently this is my first time on live television. I don't know this. You don't know this viral video from a few years no. ago? It was he, so it's this kid, right? And he's at the fair, 
the county fair with his grandfather and um, they're like filming the fair or whatever. And he just comes up and he completely takes like this interviewer's microphone. And this kid just starts like cutting a promo. Oh, he's like, he's like five years old. He's like, well, apparently I've never been on live television before. Um, and I don't watch the news because apparently I'm just a kid. And, he, and uh, only thing I watch are cartoons and the Powerball with my grandpa. This and, sounds delightful. Oh, it's hilarious. And How have they not made a movie about this kid? And everything he says is, is apparently this. And apparently I was too scared to get on the Ferris wheel. And, and I can see like Wes Anderson directing a movie about this kid. <laughs> and uh, he, Bill Murray famous, playing the he, grandfather he, who loves the Powerball. He yeah. ended up being on Ellen. Like he ended up being like a regular on Ellen after this. And oh, okay, I've lost interest. <laughs> He's uh, look YouTube up later. The apparently I'll, kid. I'll have to. Okay. Anyway, so have, I like these looks two exactly are amazing. Like I love these kids. I so wanted awesome. I wanted to put knives in my ears. The, my, the reason why I love these kids so much is not so much because of the, you know the oh I got you jerk is raining out that kid that the, the, yeah I will agree that the the uh the voice is nails on a chalkboard, but when it's like your parents have gone out to bingo. You go over to your friend's place to check out his fresh stash of skin mags. Yeah, you're 10. Guess what? That's what happened in the 80s. Okay? They, yeah. they were they were looking at a lot of, uh, well, I mean, they, okay, this is some crazy, though. Legit. Some of them were, well, obviously, the ones the kids were looking at were mocked. Guys, I just want to point out an IMDb goof here, though. Okay. Because um, he said, check out the picture in big and busty on page whatever he says. Yeah, and it's young and, and easy. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck was that, Jim Wynorski? <laughs> Continuity department. Yeah, because that's what Jim Wynorski so known for. I, I like these kids, too, actually. Uh, but I, it, I like them kind of like what you were saying. Like, I, we've all been there in that moment. Right. And that's you the know? thing. Like, when, we, when I see kids like this portrayed in movies... And I, I even like when kids are portrayed now where they're like, they seem like everyone's like, oh, well, they're the kids supposed to be old beyond their years. I'm like, No, kids know what's going on. You're just too fucking oblivious to realize that kids know what's going on. I, I actually was watching them thinking to myself, how fun would these characters be if like they were in a Spielberg movie? Like, yeah, well, because because Spielberg would have been like tone it down eight notches. I don't know. They, 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 I think they would have had him t- tone down on the uh, on the 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 whininess of the voice. But I mean, I think well, that's he, what I mean. He would have had to do a truffle shuffle. Oh well, no, that that I mean, like that's they would have Richard Donner. I know, but still, I mean, they still could have been like you know, we got these porn mags, but I think they're like would have been like toned down a little bit. <laughs> the other thing too I loved about them is they had nothing to do with the movie. Almost. <laughs> like, yeah, they're, they're adjacent to the movie. Like they, they were like, they could they, be totally deleted from this flick, <laughs> and it would serve no detriment to the plot. Like it was just, there's only one time where they cross, they they kind of cross paths with the main story, and that's when they're getting their their selfie done, and Abby gets abducted. But we'll we'll get to that. We'll yeah, get to that. Yeah, because because um the leech man shows up at their door for no one reason whatsoever and they and they throw <laughs> they throw a bowling ball through the uh, window and they have to explain that to the audience but the hey, southern kids say exactly and he throws the bowling ball through the window because the window locks from the outside 
which is not a thing. Yeah, the, which by like, the way contravenes like, all fire laws oh, and regulations. Oh no, the window's locked. Get me a bowling ball. <laughs> which by the way, if they hadn't have told me that that was his dad's bowling ball, I would have been very confused. But like, well, bowling ball, this makes no sense. Um, I would have just assumed it was his bowling ball. And I and I laughed unironically, like. Co- the comedy that they tried to do actually worked on me. I love these the kids. Leech, I'm not where the leech lie. man's at the door, and they open the door, and they just kind of look at him, and then they shut the door. <laughs> they close the door. <laughs> they just slowly close the door, and then they scream. <laughs> well, I mean, this does this does lead to uh, a swamp thing and leech man having a fucking like electrified rod sword oh my fight. God. <laughs> and apparently, all the cars owned by the people in that trailer park were constructed exclusively of C4. <laughs> because after the electrified rod fight, which that sounds filthy when I say it like that. Ooh. Um, <laughs> yar, yar. Yar. <laughs> uh, I guess they, they the leech man takes a swing at Swamp Thing. He ducks. And, of course, there's a ton of sparks. And it blows up every car in the parking lot of the trailer park. And the, and the kids say, man, what a great fire. Oh, my God. <laughs> Dad, station wagon. My brand new, st- is my dad's brand new station wagon. And, and look, um, guys, we're not even, we're not even like exaggerating the voice. Like that is the voice. That is that, so as over yeah, the top like, as we're getting is as over the top as it is. So if you find that delightful, check out <laughs> the Return of Swamp Thing on Tubi. Or if you're like uh, me and you want to stab your ears, <laughs> don't stab your ears. It hurts. And uh, he, the fight too was funny to me because. It looked like they went out of their way to destroy every car. It was yeah. like Zod versus Superman and Man of Steel, where they went out of their way to destroy buildings. I honestly <laughs> think Wynorski made a bunch of miniatures for this movie just for the idea that they wanted to destroy them all. But Josh, you can tell when they were having that fight, that Swamp Thing Leechman fight, that both guys could barely see out of their costumes because it was the most <laughs> awkward fight I've ever seen. <laughs> well... I mean, especially the leech man, but, uh, oh, the other thing too, that actually made me laugh, like not laugh, like, ha ha ha, that's so stupid, but actually like got kind of a chuckle out of me was when he said, oh, I hope they don't bust up my dad's new station wagon. And then it immediately cuts the swamp thing, smashing the station wagon. He's like, oh, he just goes, oh. If they had made another movie, that's that kid's villain origin story. Oh, no, I guarantee you, the the fight scene was filmed on its own by itself, and they bought the kids in for additional scenes so they could punch up and add that dialogue. Yeah. (laughs) That's my dad's new station wagon. Oh, Smash. my station wagon. Oh, man. And then, and then my favorite thing is that in case the audience doesn't know, in case you're watching this movie and you have no idea that Swamp Thing is is the hero, is the Southern kid is like, I think he's one of the good ones. <laughs> of, which I, of which I stopped. Yeah, exactly. Of which I stopped and I was like, wait, he's talking about Swamp Thing, right? He's talking about Swamp Thing. <laughs> oh, man. That was a closey. <laughs> Uh, okay. Oh, that was delightful. Uh, but next we get some hot swamp combing action mm. because they're trying to find Swamp Thing uh, in in the swamp. Because I mean, I mean, if you're gonna look for Swamp Thing, I mean, it makes makes sense. You know? Yeah, it's Isn't... not desert thing. You don't go to the desert and look for him. <laughs> Isn't Heather Locklear's dad at this point like wine and dining her too though? Kinda, sort of, because they want to get a blood sample from her, uh, and they they trick her. 
into thinking that she's going to get this ring from her that used to belong to her mom and they put it on her and she's like like it scratches her or maybe i'm getting ahead of myself because there is no you're right you're right it is because she meets not only does she meet arcane and his uh lady scientist lady scientist i don't know her name dr lady dr lady yeah uh and but she also meets uh miss poinsettia or points, as she is referred to in the dialogue, mm. and the head of security, uh, Gun, and uh, he gives, her, he kisses her on the hand and says "Enchanté" with Heather Locklear with the Le Bon Mot every single time, <laughs> more like on parole. Boom, Heather Locklear. Roasted. <laughs> Mic drop. Yeah. Um, points. I was, first of all. Is that the Terminatrix lady? Yes, the okay. one with the black First, leather. So, so black leather. When they, when they introduce points, <laughs> when they when they introduce points, I'm thinking about how Doctor Arcane looks like a sort of looks like Roger Moore, and then I put yeah. together that, that he was in a Bond movie. Yeah, I'm like, it's oh, the, oh, Louis Jordan or something like that. Yeah, and then um, so we're reprising the role actually. Him and uh. Oh. Yeah. The guy who plays Swamp Thing, were actually Both they were in back. the yeah they came back the very next day yeah so um uh, they so were, uh, I, they were as, as I'm thinking about how oh that's kind of he's the Bond guy or whatever they introduce Miss Poinsettia which is such a Bond girl name <laughs> right <laughs> and I I read about this after the fact but did you know that Louis what's his name Louis Jordan yeah yeah Louis, Louis Jordan stopped talking to the director for most of this movie because he got annoyed with him. Well, and the that reason, got annoyed with Jim Wynorski, you don't say. And the reason why is because he went to him and he refused to refer to Miss Poinsettia as points because yes. he felt it was too much of a sexual innuendo. And uh, the director looks at him and goes, you were in a movie called Octopussy, weren't you? <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, that's that's fair play. Fair play. <laughs> I I, would, I certainly would have argued that uh, he's like Arcane is the kind of character who would not resort to like cat like fun little nicknames like points. Yeah, that's how I would have presented. I that. mean, I I just bought into it when you told me that Jim Wynorski, uh that one of the actors didn't get along with Jim Wynorski because I was like I've only heard negative <laughs> things about Jim Wynorski. So we've met points. We've met uh, all the folks. We're 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 well into the uh, the character list here now. Yeah, Heather Locklear is gonna just gonna go walk off into the swamp. Maybe have a party. Maybe with a few people. Maybe five. Maybe a party of five. She wasn't on a party of five. Was she not? I thought that she was, was on Melrose was... Place. Well, okay. Let me, let me try that again. Are you just gonna go in the swamp? <laughs> maybe to a place. Maybe That's, maybe with a rose three, don't, don't, with the, with her friend Mel Freddy, Gibson. Freddy, you're gonna Mel Rose you're place. You're gonna pull a muscle reaching like that. Come on. Um, Mel Gibson should have been Swamp Thing. I mean, he basically is now, right? <laughs> oh, oh, where am I at here? Good Lord. She goes to play in the swamp. Yes, she does. Because she's like, fuck this, I'm out. Oh, we 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 do find out that uh, Arcane's parrot is named Gigi. <laughs> right. I, I have to note that because that's the classic what... musical. Rock. I'm Gigi. <laughs> but she goes and plays in the swamp, and like uh, Heather Lockley goes off in the swamp, and she runs into the the, the some oh, a couple of the hicks from Deliverance. God, yes, the the rapiest of rapey guys. Hmm. Talk about uh, running over a dog. I'm tired of running over dogs. <laughs> Let's go kill something. 
Yeah, man, I haven't killed anything in a while. Yeah. Clyde and Gurdell are these, these I, characters' names. It's funny because I wrote down the casual mention of running over dogs being something they do on the regular makes them dis- despicable, followed by, and then as soon as they were about to rape Heather Locklear, I was like, oh, okay, this might be worse. <laughs> here's, a, here's an interesting tidbit. Uh, cause it's tidbit, tidbit is interesting. interesting exactly. Yeah. Uh, the fellow who played Gurdell, uh, this is his second second appearance on our show. He, one of the one of the, the hillbilly rapists. Yep. Well, he played Red in the Crazies. Oh, okay. So, there you go. Well, the remake. Okay. So now I'm gonna check out, see what else he has, and see if we can get Five Timers Club. Here you go. Five Timer Club. Yeah. See if we can get you a boost, kid. <laughs> uh, so. You need right. that frat push. So yeah, these uh. These uh, ex-Duke uh, lacrosse players uh, are about to do some really terrible things to Heather Locklear. <laughs> I realized what you said. <laughs> but, but luckily, luckily, uh, Mr. Swamp of Thing uh, is there to uh, to save the day. He does not take anything seriously. No. Not a thing. Because even, like even, even in the much later, when she is clearly in... More peril even than in this scene. She's just like, hey guys, uh, you mind if I step out of the guard? No, I didn't think you'd fall for that. She's yeah, not faced at she, all by this I'm thing. Sure, the rapists say something to her, like, I, don't you better, I, I can't remember the dialogue, but it was like, you better come with me, honey. She's like, nah, I'm good, thanks, and then like, makes fun of them. And I, something to the effect of it wasn't a question. She's like, oh, well, in that case, I'll come right with you. <laughs> it's, like, it's like like man don't you take anything seriously no because she's from california there's no there's no there's no weight yeah there's no weight given to anything no but i guess from my understanding that's the tone that they wanted to go with they wanted this really ridiculous comedic tone but with that dark uh gothic Look, like everything is all all dark and dingy, but everything is played like exclusively for yucks. But they, I think, I think they kind of retroactively did that because when I was oh. researching the movie, um, apparently on one of the DVDs, if you listen to the commentary, I, I, I can never remember. James Jim Winorski does commentary, and according to what I read, anyway, in the commentary, he kind of makes mention about how um, he's kind of insulted that people look at this as like a campy comedy movie. And how can you see it any other way? (laughs) So it's to me, to me, that's like if Adam West before he passed away was like, it really bothers me when people go on that say that they found Batman funny. (laughs) <laughs> like steve steve carell was like 40 year old version was a serious drama i was <laughs> i was acting my ass off <laughs> uh, uh, you can never get rid of a bomb some days you just can't get rid of a bomb but i mean uh while this is happening also um arcane's soldiers they're still searching the swamp because they want to find swamp thing swamp thing yeah uh it was at this point that patty noted that uh all of the uh arcane security folk look like naruto cosplayers (laughs) so uh, i was like good good on you patty trying to keep up with the kids there (laughs) she never listens like i could talk all kinds of shit about her (laughs) oh go off go off playa 
Yeah, because like so so Abby, okay, Heather Lockley or Abby, I said her name for the first time. She's not phased at all by the existence of a swamp thing. So she's going into the non-plus category. Exactly. And Swamp Thing ex- immediately explains his origin story. And I actually wanted to ask you this, Nathan. Was this footage from the original movie? I believe so, yeah. Okay. Because it looked like it looked like a little bit older. It looked like a little bit older that they and it didn't well, look the, like they filmed it for this movie. The Swamp Thing movie was eighty three, I think. Yeah, eighty two or eighty three, something yeah, like this that. This yeah. thing came out to like this was filmed eighty eight, came out eighty nine. Yeah. I just I was blown away by the fact that, she, that Heather Lockley was like, Yeah, of course. A good a guy well, covered yeah, in moss saved me. She happen. reacted. I wrote down that she reacted <laughs> like she's just meeting a friend for like or like a coworker for the first time. <laughs> like this is Jim from accounts. Oh hey, how long you been here, Jim? Uh, like, what do you think of the place? Like, have you always been covered in I mean, moss and twigs? I mean, listen, Jim. Thanks for saving me from those rapists. Uh, <laughs> I guess we we never really talked <laughs> before that much. <laughs> I'm Heather from uh, Counts Receivable. Yeah, do you know what the special is in the cafe today? I like it's <sighs> like it, oh. you can't understand. Like she's not phased in the least, and then, that this is a creature of the swamp, right? A, a thing of the swamp, uh, if you will. A swamp thing, maybe. A swamp thing, yes. Yeah. Like, uh, after. Th- Weird that they blow him up and he's dead at this point in the movie. That's the end of Swamp Thing. Yeah. Well, well, it's not. But I mean, we will get to that. Uh, up next is like the gajillion swipe transition. Oh man. They are so many. Like the George Lucas, uh, I think Paul Wynerski was like, you need to calm down. George Lucas busted like five nuts in this movie. <laughs> he's like, oh, another wipe. <laughs> <laughs> So, and then we go back to like Arcane's uh, lab, and uh, we see the doctor—not uh, Doctor Lady, but the his, the other doctor, the male doctor who does not know how asthma works. <laughs> Every time he grabbed that puffer to take a, a hit off the inhaler, it was not he, his his mouth was not around it, and he did not inhale. Like okay, that. he went. <laughs> As a person who has asthma, this was the the most egregious thing in the whole right? movie. Right? Yeah. I don't even have asthma. And I was like, that's bullshit. I watched it and I was like, what the fuck are you doing? It was a useless hit off that puffer. Well, guys, let's back to return the of swamp was. thing. Yeah, the return of swamp. The ninja thing. militia show up and blow the fuck out of swamp thing. Right, but this is not the end of swamp thing because dot 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 question mark. No, it is not because okay. if you watch the beginning, uh, where he explains how he became swamp thing, he was actually uh blown apart, but because of the I don't know the serum or some whatever garbage, <laughs> whatever nonsense. Um, he is like the T one thousand, but with moss and leaves. So like he can reconstitute himself and apparently can uh, sneak into places um, by going in through the outflow pipe. I want to let you know this. That's not how wastewater works. That is an outpipe only. So even if you do flow into that, you're not going to come out the faucet that's flowing into the intake valves in that mansion. Because, uh, yeah, um, uh, I'm getting ahead of myself. Arcane's having. I mean, you're talk. also not going to turn into a swamp man if you get this blown is up. This true. <laughs> but he, um, okay. So uh, Arcane's <laughs> having like a, a, a meal, or he's like having a moment with Doctor Lady, and uh, Doctor 
you know, dead asthmatic because he can't take a puffer right. It's a real wordy name, but I'm can't do it. Um, he shows up and basically says, you know, I have to talk to Dr. Arcane by myself, like not with you. And she's like, well, we're research partners. Whatever you say to him about our research, you can say in front of me. And Dr. Arcane handles it way smoother than Kirkwood Smith did in, in Robocop. <laughs> he actually says, sweetheart, go take a bath. He doesn't just say, bitches leave. And uh, <laughs> she goes to take her Or you will have my foot in your ass. <laughs> exactly. Dumbass. And uh, so she goes and she starts filling up the tub. And instead of uh, producing, you know, clean water from the uh, inflow, uh, the intake valves, uh, apparently the uh, the outflow valve gets mixed up with the intake valve and all this green sludge that's <gasps> electrified. So, you know, it's swamp thing. Oh, electrified, oh? starts pouring in through the faucet. There's no. There's no bits of moss or anything like that that you see flowing through the the faucet at this point. That doesn't matter because pieces of moss start showing up in the bathtub. And apparently Swamp Thing can reconstitute himself in like the slowest T-1000 scene ever. It takes forever. Yeah. Also, 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 just male characters in this movie, stop trying to rape Heather Locklear. Well, there's that. There's every single male character. During the scene where, uh, you know, Dr. Useless Asthmatic, because I don't know how to take a puffer, uh, tells her to leave, he has this discussion with Dr. Arcane that there are only two people that have the matching uh, blood type that they need for this. One is this somebody else, I guess, and then the other is her. So and I'm I'm not wrong. He did say two people. He did say two people, and but Arcane then says to her, well, you know, do whatever you deem necessary. Later on, she has a, like a moment, like a conflict of conscience when she hears his voice saying that phrase. She wasn't there for when that happened. Yes, she, she was listening in the bathroom with her ear to the door, wasn't she? Oh, I didn't catch that. No, I, I'm I almost I, positive I even... she had her ear to the door to try and figure out what they wanted to talk about in private. And she heard him say that. And because okay. she had like this look of like, oh, wait a minute. This guy obviously isn't to be trusted. Mm-hmm. Um, that's while the green sludge was coming in the tub. She had her ear to the door listening. Okay. What Guys. I don't get, what I don't get is there's two people. And now what I heard was some random security guard. Why do you have to kill your girlfriend who is the doctor and the part of the project to get her blood or whatever? Why can't you just kill this one inept guard and get his sample. I also feel that there's <laughs> that there's supposed to be some sort of uh, undercurrent of jealousy in regards to Doctor Lady and Doctor Inept Doctor who can't uh, Doctor Inept Asthmatic who can't <laughs> take his puffer correctly. I I, I want a long name. I really got a workshop. Listen, you gotta you gotta go back to the well with that one. But I want to point out that. Um, at this point, Heather Locklear has a confrontation with what? What the fuck is his name? The Gun. head of Gun, and uh, he thinks he's gonna get some oh because my God. everybody he's, does. He's the worst. And he says, "Let's play." Do-. He says, "Let's play doctor." And he's and like, she says, "Come on, baby, come yes. on, come on." Be- and then she says, "One of my favorite parts in the whole movie. Bet you can't guess my favorite type of surgery: vasectomy." And like kicks him in the nuts. Get back here, you bitch. 
Whatever he says. He went to the uh, the Freddy Krueger school of pickup. I was so, by the way, I was so confused by the lady scientist um, and her change of heart because her face turn, her face turn, because I compared it to like, have you guys seen the Phantom? Yes. Okay. Catherine Zeta Jones in that movie. Okay. (laughs) When she's suddenly like, there's a scene in that movie where Christy Swanson turns around to Catherine Zeta Jones. is like, do you ever think about just being nice? And Catherine Zeta Jones is like, huh? Like, that was what this was. <laughs> she was just like, oh, nice. Yeah, I'll try that. <laughs> and, and I was thinking how funny it was that they're trying to redeem her when she clearly has helped create monster people that are locked in cages right. and miserable. <laughs> like, She's not a good person. No, no. Like, this really. isn't like, this isn't like, uh, you know, try to think of an example. Um Someone who thinks they're doing something for the greater good, but maybe went a little too far and straight off the path. Yeah. Like a Magneto. Yeah, this isn't like a subtle, like, oh, maybe I went too far. This is like, no, no, you straight up created monster people. Mm -hmm. You're you're a psychopath. Agent Paul Schmecker from the Boondock Saints. (laughs) There was a fire fight! (laughs) Too far. Um, Too far. And then, and then Locklear... I, I will say this. It was awfully nice of Arcane to let Gunn continue to wear a sweater under his uh, jumpsuit. <laughs> so much hair poking so out. So hairy. Um, but when Locklear is captured by the ninja guards, of which I've referred to them as ninja guards, <laughs> she has some really horrible ADR. Like, they, they really, like, they do, ADR they, they the shit. Like they're like, we want to punch up some jokes as they're taking you away. Yeah. So that again, that there takes it back to me that this was intended as a comedy, and no one gave Wynorski the memo. Well, if Wynorski is claiming that he did, like, like you said, Josh, if Wynorski is claiming that he's upset the fact that the people thought this was campy, then he's a fucking idiot. Because how else would you interpret this movie? Like, if you're not interpreting it as intentionally campy, then I'm sorry, you've made a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> if, you, if you look at this movie and go, yep, did everything I could to make this right. <laughs> um, and But it does, but I, I gotta say, it's all worth it because it leads to Swamp Thing, you know, forming through that bathtub yeah. and driving a car. <laughs> Drive, like, if you have other lock clear. ridiculous thing. And, and just straight up driving a car. <laughs> now, let's, let's, to be fair... He was a man before he was the Swamp Thing. I know, so but now he he's at a drive. Sw- but now he's a Swamp Thing, so it looks ridiculous. My my actually my favorite part about that whole scene is that Heather Locklear is blasting away with this shotgun with the accuracy of a long-barreled sniper rifle. That's not how shotguns work. She's pretty good with a gun, I gotta say. Clear, unless unless they're using like high-powered slugs, like that's a shotgun. It's a scatter shot. You should be taking it two or three people at a time because that's how shotguns work. It's a spread of shot because it's a shot gun. All right. All right. Back to Southern Kid and his black friend. Wow, this kid's kids, you mean? We got to get a picture of Swamp Thing. Is this the. Yeah, this is the part where they. Like someone's face should have been caved in. Well, the Southern. They. The, the black kid wants to use Southern Kid's dad's camera, and he's like, yeah. "Oh no, you wouldn't!" 
<laughs> yes, which I also thought was funny that they that they actually wanted to find Swamp Thing to make money off of him. Yeah, <laughs> they, they they saw him as like a Bigfoot opportunity, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Now, after their getaway, uh, Heather Locklear apparently spends the night uh, sleeping. On a tree like it's a pillow. Oh, we're says, not getting we are not getting into this scene. I slept like a baby, and I'm like, you slept like a baby on the like on the ground in the swamp. And then, yeah, Nathan. Okay, mm. so this part, my the darling. Movie, I by the way, Guillermo del Toro, Shape of Water. Clearly watched this movie. <laughs> clearly oh, watched. This- my darling, my darling. Uh, is this the part with can't get up your love, baby? <laughs> so okay, yes, Josh, this is let's part. set the scene. This is a very sexual scene. Um, Heather Locklear. Again, we've established that she enjoys having conversations with plants. She uh, she is clearly into Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing, she is warm to his warm. Swamp Thing breaks off a piece of himself close to his groin area. Would you two agree? Yes. Yeah, and it's kind of like a mini cucumber. It is a mini cucumber. He takes it off. He takes a bite first. Then he gives it to her. She peels off part of it, takes a little nibble. Before this happens, before this whole segment happens. She, he actually tries to rebuff her advances. He does. I want to backtrack a little bit to that, too, because the, the dialogue there is hilarious. Right. Because she, she says, says something like, my other boyfriends, and he goes, me? Your boyfriend? And he She's says, like, Abby, we, can, we can't. I, I, I can't love you with the, the kind of love that you need. I'm a yeah. thing of the swamp. I am a plant. And, and she and says, even, I swear to God, it's okay. I'm a vegetarian. <gasps> so does that mean she's like, I'm going to eat you? She, I am going to swallow every bit of you is what she's saying. And she's, uh, <sighs> and before even the boyfriend thing, she says to him, you're a plant, aren't you? Yep. And it's like, well, no, what gave you that idea, idiot? Okay. So he breaks off a piece of himself at the groin area. It looks like a cucumber. It could also be his dick. I was going to say, you know what else looks like cucumbers? Penises. Penises. He takes a bite. He takes a bite. Yes, thank you. Okay. Uh, Peni. He (laughs) takes a bite. Heather Locklear peels off a bit, takes a little nibble. We cut to, suddenly, it's her and the actor that plays Swamp Thing as a human being, and they're just, like, nuzzling each other's necks and kissing, barely kissing, Mostly just nuzzling and and rubbing backs. And this goes on for five minutes. This is when Patty said, they're going to make tree babies. Oh, <laughs> my God. I I couldn't um, handle this. That scene. was not so, the actor who played Swab Thing, by the way. Oh, I read about him. He got kicked amazing. off set as soon as the scene was over because he gave Heather Locklear the creeps while they were filming. And, oh. and something about him being extremely vain and... So, what? what like, not veiny, but vain. Yeah, just you're full playing of... Swamp Thing. You're, 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 <laughs> no, you're not. You're not playing Swamp Thing. You're playing so, the human version of Swamp Thing in a fantasy uh, segment. So he's he's like uh, this guy was like in good shape and everything. So I mean I don't know what happened obviously, but yeah. when I'm reading this, the first thing I thought was okay, he's making out with Heather Locklear, 
he's shirtless. She's like touching him and stuff. Like, was he like, yeah, yeah, feel these abs and like, like just trying to come onto her while filming? The <laughs> I scene? don't care what kind of shape I'm in. It, it, like, I could be in like peak physical shape, and someone's gonna, like, we're gonna pay you to make out with Heather Locklear. It's like I would be as professional as possible, right? <laughs> so they they have their makeup. They're, they're weird, like. Not really make out, but like kind of. Actually, like if, just we more draw, like, if we could draw a parallel, it would be similar to the sex scene from Demolition Man. Yeah. Just was, just it, the sex scene. Yeah, it was all in their heads. So they do that for a while, and then suddenly we cut back to reality. Oh, there goes Rabbit. And <laughs> she sees... Spaghetti. spaghetti. She sees Swamp Thing for what he is, and she says, was that real? And he says... As real as you want it to be. What happened, guys? I, I feel like he should have added baby at the end of that. What happened? They had mind sex. Like, did like, they fuck? In the, like, mind fuck. Like, mind sex. Like, Stallone and Bullock. So you think it was, like, like not actual sex? No, no, no so actual it, physical. Like, it was, that, this I think scene is was, actually yeah. taken right out of the comic book. Oh, go on. So, Alan Moore... As a very acclaimed oh, run. You don't say. What? Alan no Moore. way. You don't say. <laughs> no way. Shut up. He has a very acclaimed run on this comic book. And he yes. did a scene where <laughs> she wanted to be with Swamp Thing. And they knew that they couldn't, essentially. So he gave himself, or gave her a piece of himself that she consumed, just like in the movie. Yeah, and again. It was essentially a hallucinogen where she saw the world and nature as he saw things. And it was like euphoric and basically the same sensation as if they had been together. It was it was uh, it was wild. This scene. It was I, I didn't I I was shocked. <laughs> like the end of I was shocked and appalled. Did What's funny up, is I, I knew about that. So upsetting. I knew about that comic, right? And it's it's known as like one of the best written comic stories ever. That scene, and um, I remember thinking like, well, that's definitely not going to be in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> you were wrong, sir. And then as soon as I saw the little cucumber, I was like, no, no, and yet I can't like look away. You know, like I'm. Um, the other funny thing too is it was either right before the scene or right after, and she's like, she's asking about um. The wood, like the basically the what is it, the woods, forest, the swamp? history of the swamp, the history of the swamp. And yes, thank you, because I was just about to mention this. And, and he says, he he says, oh, is, was it cotton? Was that it was, there's a history a of slavery here. Yeah. yeah, it was a plantation, and slaves worked here, and blah blah blah. And he's going on about how it was used as a plantation. So this, and this movie goes slaves. over from being the return of swamp thing to the origin of woke thing. So I'm so he's like it's a it's a plantation and slaves worked here and yada 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 and I'm like oh okay that sucks and then Heller Locklear is like well I don't care how bad they had it I can't ever imagine being sick of a place like this <laughs> she 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 takes the idea of slavery and was like well I mean. Being a slave, I guess, would kind of suck, but, like, this is a beautiful pl- beautiful <laughs> land. She's like, how... <laughs> I don't understand how anyone could ever be sick of being in a place like this. Uh, this After he beautiful. just told her that 
the people that worked there were slaves. I wish we could have got an epilogue title card that said, Abby Arcane went on to become Marjorie Taylor Greene. And I was like, so yeah, dude, that was my my range of emotion. He's like going on about the slaves. I'm like, oh man, that's kind of shitty. And she's like, can't they just be happy? Like, like, jeez, woman. I mean, sure. Listen, picking cotton sucks. But, like, look at the view. <laughs> it was at, it was actually at this point in the movie where I kind of, I figured out what Swamp Thing sounded like to me. He sounded like Michael Landon. Like, trying to, like, every time he was talking or explaining something to Heather Locklear, it sounded like Michael Landon from, like, Little House in the Prairies or Highway to Heaven explaining, like, monologuing the the moral, the, the moral of that week's episode. So after we have this whole Michael Landon, uh, I don't know, penis cucumber scene, uh, the kids who are trying to get a, a, a picture of Swamp Thing so they can get $10,000, I believe. Yeah, they, well, that's what they think. $10,000. Because Bigfoot got... A, mud, a bunch of money. Right, and he was way more famous. Way more famous. And uh, so they're trying to get a, they're trying to get a picture with him. Uh, and of course they they come upon uh, him and Abby making out. And the, as we said earlier, the kid who was like super gung ho to look at some porn gets gets you know a little antsy about looking at people making out because they're kissing and stuff. Yeah, but boobs are fine. Right. Again, <laughs> I just want to put that out there. Watching porn and actually watching a live sex act happen in front of you are two different things. It wasn't even a live sex act. They were just kissing. This is the last scene in the movie, actually, where he says that. They're kissing and stuff. <laughs> it, it's after he, like, saves the day or whatever. Spoiler alert. Swamp oh, is it? Dude! Way to yeah. spoil the movie. I, I just, I do want to, like, because... This is like they're they've got the camera and they're trying to get the picture and isn't so they know so Swamp Thing is going to take a picture yeah. with the Southern kid yeah. but then he hears he hears Heather Locklear scream so he right. runs off and they're like oh damn we didn't get the picture but doesn't the security people show up don't they try to take his camera they try to and he's and the, the, he tries to make a comparison uh, uh Omar that's uh not Daryl. Uh, he says that you did, you, you ruined my dad's bowling ball. And he's like, well, that was different. He's like, how? Well, um, it's a bowling ball versus an SLR camera that was probably worth, I don't know, I'm going to say four or $500 at the time. Yeah. He threw a bowling ball through a window. It's going to be fine. Yeah, uh, exactly. Also, and it is, it is different in the sense that he did it to escape because the window locked from the outside. Right. And I think actually <laughs> Omar says, Hey, my dad's bowling ball, and then the bowling ball goes for the window. Which, again, doesn't happen. I gotta say, Dr. Arcane, though, guys, is so serious that he's wearing his Cuban hat from The Godfather Part oh my 3. God, that hat was fantastic. That's a Godfather Part 3 that's hat. That's a nice hat. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. That's that's a nice hat. He's he, Or Godfather Part 2, sorry. I don't mean to... Yeah, don't, mean, don't get those mixed up. Yeah, sorry, guys. Did anyone else catch the Jaws reference in this movie? There is a scene in this movie where Gunn and oh, the Terminatrix. Yes, points. The, and they have like the scar. Yeah, Gunn and the Terminatrix have like, they start comparing scars 
because they're kind of at odds with each other because this is like the eighth subplot of this but movie. They're at odds with each other, but they're also kind of they've got that weird sexual tension going. Yeah, on, and they which actually to- is a more sec- uh, a more convincing sexual chemistry than uh, Abby and Swamp Thing. Well, of course gonna, it was. What is a swamp monster? I thought you were going to say the, I thought you were going to say the kids. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, no. This is not as convincing as a sexual oh. tension between the kids. Okay. And no, no th- I, as far as like sexual tension chemistry pairings in this movie, I would probably, I uh, from worst to first, I would say Leechman and Morse, Abby and Swamp Thing, Arcane and Dr. Science Lady, Gun and Points, and then finally, of course, the most credible, Omar and Daryl. <laughs> most credible sexual chemistry in the entire movie. But yeah, there's a there's a fucking Jaws scar comparison. Those scene. boys are gonna live their best life eventually. Just trust me. <laughs> Between the lead goon, gun, and the Terminatrix, and they're about to have they're about to make out, but then they get interrupted. Doesn't anybody knock around here? And then Swamp Thing fucking Bad Boys Two. Bad Boys Two's his way into that mansion. Oh, actually, before we get to that. We do see the scene where he tries to break up the the security people using the bat that the kids bought uh, for protection. So they're trying to seek out a selfie with Swamp Thing. Right. Gun's face should be crushed into the other side of his skull with the force that Swamp Thing swings that bat at his face. Swamp Thing doesn't kill anyone, I don't think. Not a person. Yeah. Not, Not directly, anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yes. um, but he does he does use a plant grenade in that he rips a piece of his body off, bites the top of it, and throws it at gun as if it's a grenade, and it goes off, but he does not die. I thought he took the grenade off somebody else. No, I think he th- I think I, he I'm off pretty his body. sure I'm pretty sure it was a grenade that he stole off of gun, I thought. That's that's, that's later. Grenade. That's later, uh, but, that, late, but yeah. the earlier scene, I think he just pulls off a part of his body as a grenade. Like a plant grenade. <laughs> it's a good thing Gun didn't accidentally eat it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, of course, as you said earlier in the episode, uh, our fella who plays Arcane, uh, Luis Jordan, was yeah. in Octopussy. And because of that, he has to carry on the magnificent tradition of James Bond villain monologuing. Oh, my God. And he explains everything. To Abby, says to what's going on and why he's doing what he's doing. Yeah, we've already rehashed it, so I don't know why they they felt the need to to throw it in here, but you know, experiments to decrease aging. Yeah, I'm done. Swamp Thing beats the shit out of the out of that doctor earlier. That is now all of a sudden Brainiac. Uh, I have it noted here, Cranius. That's later, uh, Cranius, uh, and he is an actual unman. Not to be confused with an X-Man. Wasn't he the, the scientist from earlier, though? It was, yeah, it okay. was. Cause you, and if you didn't figure that out on your own, using your own deductive reasoning, he has to take yet another ineffective asthma hit off of his inhaler. Which I thought was hilarious, because they did this operation on him. They couldn't have gotten rid of his <laughs> asthma. But they could... Look, listen. Uh, Listen, you're going to be a stronger dude, but the asthma's sticking still, with you. Still got the asthma, but like you, you got the asthma. You could probably put up a fight against the swamp thing. 
but it's going to take a lot of wind out of you. It's, it's going <laughs> to take the wind out of you, bud. Um, the other thing, too, well, first of all, I, I had it written that he looked like um, one of the band members from the Creature Cantina in Star Wars. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. Max and, Rebo uh, band, yeah. And, wait, wait, well, Josh. Max Josh. Rebo band was Return of the Jedi. The Josh, I got to ask. Josh, was he one of the was he one of the original band members, or was he one of the ones that was CGI'd in in the special edition? The original, original, yeah. The the, 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 that scene came on and Rocco friggin' broke it down like it was a dance floor and he's just <laughs> riffing and I'm like, okay, well you're up for adoption, kid, because um, <laughs> we don't dance to the special edition. Or, but. or I'm just gonna put this out here. Uh, he is getting his troll game on strong at a young age. Right? Yeah, like when he was dan- he, I told you about when he danced to Shawn Michaels, didn't I? Yeah. And this is a firm Bret Hart household. Um. A firm but, Bret Hart household. And he's dancing to HBK's theme song. And anyway, yeah. that's a whole thing. But so do, Eddie, you, do you so get up I in the morning? Pretty, then I'm, 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 I've never met your son, and I'm appreciating so, him more so, and more every day. So do you get up in the morning and start, like, is your mo- is your like morning mantra, you screwed Bret? No, nope. Actually, if you if, if he's a firm Bret Hart household, and now mistake, correct me if I'm wrong, Josh. I know where this is going. Every morning he gets up. They get into a, a seated position that is very similar to as if somebody is holding someone in a sharpshooter, and they repeat calmly, slowly, while breathing, the mantra, best there is, best there was, best there ever will be. I thought you were going to say fuck is. Goldberg. Oh, well. <laughs> no, that's um, actually, that that happens during Vespers. The um, So the, the Creature Cantina band member comes out. Right. Oh yeah, the movie that we're talking about. Uh, well, I was gonna, I was gonna point out, um, every time Swamp Thing punched him in his head, the prosthetic shifted and moved. Yeah. <laughs> before <laughs> this, before this fight though, that's when Arcane realizes that Doctor Science Lady switched the vials and he shoots her. Oh yeah, he fucking murders her. Yeah. Yeah. And says, "God will pardon me." That's his job, right? Yeah. <laughs> totally. Um, God just like pardons that. people. Um, I'm just going through my notes here. So, he, yeah, he punches Buddy. His little head thing moves. By head thing, I mean his head. <laughs> his prosthetic head yeah. moves. Yeah. And the only thing, too, I noticed about this fight scene is he kicks this dude's ass. Swamp Thing never sells anything in this movie. Swamp Thing is always in control. Like, there's no point at all in this movie where Swamp Thing is ever in peril. Nope. That's how you want to have your hero. Like, he's he completely handles himself the entire time. I feel like imagine watching Spider Man. We could go back and do a cut of this movie where every time Swamp Thing shows up on scene, it goes. Wait, uh, wait. Was Josh going to say a version of Spider-Man where Spider-Man just fucking excels over everything? Yeah, I was going to say. It'd be like watching Spider-Man and he just effortlessly destroys all villains in the movie at all times. Doesn't lose a single fight. He kicks Doc Ock's ass. 
no kick problem. Sandman's ass. Yeah. So basically, Nathan, that's <laughs> if Neil if Neil Breen made Spider Man right. as himself. Exactly. <laughs> so I can't believe you, Norman. I can't believe you did this, Norman. I can't believe I have to I can't believe I have to take on more responsibility. I can't believe it. I can't help you out of this one, Norman. So Swamp Thing blows up the the uh g- what the fuck is the go- lead goon's name? Gun or Gun. Okay. He blows up Gun with his own grenade. Yes, and those by putting experiments it in his pants. Yeah, oh, those shit. those experiments in the lab finally get to die. Because that was their goal, was to die <laughs> graciously. Because um, they blow up the entire lab. But, don't only do they die, but like, and how. Yeah, and how. But then Swamp Thing carries off Heather Locklear for a night of porking, I'm assuming. But, but this Even though he's a plant. And the, uh, the building, the Arcane Mansion plantation is coming down around him. Arcane is in there, surrounded by fire, and he just looks like... He's so bored with the idea of his complete and total destruction. Mm-hmm. Well, Tuck, he survived it once before. Why would this be a concern? Be, well, you know what? Because uh, he doesn't necessarily know if that uh, serum uh, made of his stepdaughter's uh, DNA is going going to hold. Yeah. Um. Listen, the guys finally get their picture. The, the kids, they finally get their oh, picture of Swamp don't Thing. Don't forget the healing magic. Well, hold on. Okay. The kids get their picture, but they're turned off by the kissing. Um, right. Earlier they were looking at porn, but this is too much. Again, I know it's live in front of them. If you but they weren't intruding. He, he healed her, and they weren't even kissing though. They they were cuddling. Yeah, they were under, cuddling. That's too much. The, That's too lovey. Listen, I go, He's like, oh hell no! I go out of my way <laughs> to tell the people who go to my church, don't listen to my podcast. But if you are. <laughs> You clearly, this is, you You know where you're at right now. I feel like that I could watch the most, oh, most messed up stuff on RedTube or X Hamster and be like, yeah, that's fine. But if I saw something doing that in front of me, I'd be like, okay, no, you know what? No, no, no. Nope, nope, nope. Yeah. I'm 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 going I'm I'm gonna give a coke. You guys finish up. Yeah, sorry for the F bombs, Nathan's church. Did, didn't didn't uh, I didn't even know Nathan went to church. Oh yeah, I go to church, yeah. I I'm just I'm just not all in your face about it. The church of the devil. Oh no. I'm a Satan's I'm the same church. I'm the same way. Yeah. I don't need to bug people about anyway, I don't even know why. That, that's how it's supposed to be. Yeah, right. me too. Sorry. Anyhow, uh, we and yes, of course they get their they do get their they get their selfie with Swamp Thing, and if I remember correctly, they're banking on about ten thousand dollars, which right. I mean five thousand dollars per kid. Right. And the uh, not uh, Omar, he says, I'm gonna get myself a Corvette. Dude, are you get? You're not getting yourself a fucking Corvette for five thousand dollars. Not Dude. even in 1989. Dude, he can put a down payment on a Corvette. He is 12. But I he doesn't know that. Though. It's it was like, like when you watch America's Got Talent and you get like a 10-year-old on there who's like, I know what I'm going to do with my million dollars. I'm going to buy a new Lego set. And it's Uh-oh. like because they have no concept of money and how things work and they just assume that, you know. Also, if there's a single penny of that $5,000 going anywhere, it's going to replace his dad's car. 
Now, <laughs> or um, bowling ball, guys. We car can't... and bowling ball. I feel like he could get a decent <laughs> car in 1989 and a bowling ball for five grand. Guys, we got it. We That's gotta. That's where we're at with our economy. We gotta break down the final scene here, okay. because because we think that Heather Locklear's character is dead. We <laughs> think that at first, but Swamp Thing brings uh, her back oh, to life with plant magic. It's magic, you know. You know. And then he says, "Listen, I brought you back to life with magic, plant magic. There may be side effects." And she's like, "We'll deal with them." Cut to her foot. Growing a little sprout, and clearly they're about to fuck. And who knows what happens? Obviously, this is this is a prequel to the odd case of Timothy Green. Oh, we need to talk about that movie at some point. Well, we've now that we've covered the prequel, yeah, we could talk about it. I mean, we obviously need to cover that movie. <laughs> that is a bizarre movie. Okay, so that's it, right? That's the movie. That that's. I mean, that's... we didn't spend enough time talking about how she had a fucking flower growing out of her foot. But yeah, I just said she just mentioned it. That's the end of it. She yeah. sprouted a, a like a flower out of her foot, out of her foot. I don't know how else to say it, Josh. When I was just a little boy. All right, go around the horn, Nathan. To my daddy. Sorry, sorry, credence. I can't. Go around right, the horn. All right, all right, all right, all right. Jesus. Get me to get a growler before the the thing. Yeah, I like I. Also, is, is this the first comic book movie to have a mid credit scene? Oh, I forgot about that. There's a mid-credit scene. There's a mid-credit because scene. Yes, you did not know this. No, okay, so the kids get their picture, right? right. They got their picture earlier. Okay. But then later, what happens? They said, "Oh, yeah, right." So mid-credit scene, they realized there was no film in the camera, oh. and they start arguing with each other. <laughs> and that's the mid-credit they, scene that will ultimately lead to I don't know, kid versus swamp things. Swamp it thing. was the, that was the mid. They start pushing one another outside of the one-hour photo booth. And uh, Robin so. Williams pops up and he's like, I want to take a picture of your family. <laughs> oh, oh, my dad molested me. <laughs> oh, it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. Must happy thing so. Third time seeing this movie, I didn't realize there was a mid credit scene. That's crazy. In I... fairness. In fairness. Uh, the first time, the first two times I saw this movie. The first two times you saw this movie? Yes. Uh, was on VHS and in the 80s. So. Okay. We never, we weren't expecting mid-credit scenes. In right. The 80s. Now we do. If it's Marvel, we expect it. And even if it's DC, I was just kind of, and anyone's why I was just kind of letting it play, because I'm <laughs> so used to it. I couldn't reach the remote in time. <laughs> I was just kind of letting it play because, like, I'm so used to that right. trope now, and I was kind of digging the tunes. Yeah. Okay. So I'm like kind of right. sitting there. I was actually organizing my comic book boxes. Well, I was just. Which I'm still Anyhow, doing. Nathan, I'm going. Go, go, go around that right. horn. So, Josh, uh, you've been on the show before. You know what our rating system is, but I, I will reiterate for our audience Is this movie worth a watch? Is it a drunk watch with friends? Would you attempt head trauma to forget it, or would you avoid it like the plague? I'd say drunk watch with friends. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's one of those things where like you talk to like you you know someone who's a big fan of comic books or comic book movies and you're mm-hmm. like have you have you seen Swamp Thing and they're like that brief show that was on CW or whatever it was and you're like no oh do you mean that brief show that was on the USA no no, no. character characters you mean are welcome that movie that was directed by Wes Craven no no Char- characters no. are welcome. 
You mean the cartoon that lasted six episodes? No, nope. not that either. Nope. I'm talking about the one with Heather Locklear. <laughs> and then they're like, what? There was one with Heather Locklear? And you're like, yeah, let's get some Jack. Come on, yeah, come on over to my place. We're going to get drunk and watch which, this thing. Which, again, Josh, I know you're in agreement with me, is probably, Heather Locklear, probably the best part of this whole thing. Yeah. She is. Yeah. And I don't, and I don't just mean that because, like, she's... I don't just mean that because she's like a smoke show. I mean, like, she's actually kind of charming a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> not a great, not like an amazing performance, but she's doing the best she can with the material. All right, I feel like we're dovetailing into into Brendan's thoughts on this movie. But, Brendan, of the four, what would you say? I would also say a total drunk watch. Yeah? This, this movie is insane. And okay. I wasn't sure what I was going to rate it until the cucumber dick hallucination scene <laughs> that i was like the most watch the most comic accurate scene of the movie <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which by the way josh when you told me that my, my mind, mind yeah. was on the ceiling <laughs> i did not think that that was the most accurate scene but now that i do know that i want to say comic books keep it down I, I i wish i didn't say it and then you would have asked me at the end like, so how faithful to this was the comics? Well, not really, but the cucumber scene is bang on. That's that's on. that's fucking crazy. Nathan, what about you? I, I you know what? It's 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 unanimous. This is a drunk watch with friends. However, I would absolutely love to have the kind of friends that would watch the first one and then watch this one as a double feature. Hell yeah. There you go. Uh so yeah, that's it. That's uh so that's that's the return of Swamp Thing, uh, directed by Jim Wynorski, uh, starring the the guys from the first two. Starring Heather Locklear yeah, and Heather others. Heather Locklear, yeah. yeah. And this kid here. Oh god. But hey, uh, now that you've had our uh, our our breakneck breakdown of this, uh, just just we need to take a pause. We need to take a breath. That's because you know this is this this thing has been going at a mile a minute. Uh, those just. You know what? Stick around, and we'll be right back. What were they thinking? And we are we are back. Yes, we're back. Back again. Yes, we're back. Back. Tell a friend. All of them. Yes, we're back. 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 Yes, we're back. Back. No, no. Uh, okay, uh, that's enough of that. Uh, we've uh, this is now the time in the uh, the show for the low haiku. And Brendan, uh, would you be so kind as to explain to the the delightful folks in our listening audience as to exactly what the low haiku really is? I would surely, uh, yes, of course. Um, the low haiku is seventeen perfect syllables, uh, breaking down the. Uh, I guess technically the movie. Uh, yeah, we yeah. just we just spent you know a while breaking down. Yeah. In in the row with sound. Yeah. Yeah yeah yeah. Um and j- just more succinctly I guess. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Josh, as our as our guest, we will defer to you to lead us in with your low haiku. Are you all you all set there? Yes. By all means, uh, proceed. <coughs> Remember to use lots of lip and tongue action. Swamp thing. Make heart sing. Make everything groovy. Oh, yeah. The swamp thing. 
Ah, excellent, excellent. I love your homage to the uh, to the the animated series. That's it's nice. It's a nice touch. But he fought everything evil. Mm. Swamp thing. Mm. <clears throat> Uh, Brendan, hmm. uh, do you have a low haiku prepared? I do, oddly enough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Written weeks in advance, I'm assuming. Oh, um, at least four months okay. in preparation. <clears throat> Locklear fucking plants? Winorski is a pervert. Nathan, what the fuck? Very good. It actually, the way you the way you described it, it, it made it sound like uh, Heather Locklear fell on her face. <laughs> yeah, sure. And she plants. Well, I will I will I will wrap this uh, segment up. Uh, but before I do, I would like to to thank uh, this week's sponsor, Old Man McGillicuddy's Scrotum Powder. Oh, I love That's it. Old Man McGillicuddy's Scrotum Powder. Uh, when you're feeling not so fresh. But you're also a man. Old man McGillicuddy's scrotum powder. <clears throat> now, my low haiku reads as such. Mm-hmm. The kids are the best. Except whenever they talk. The kids are the worst. Thank you. I feel like that Thank should you. have been my haiku. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and we're just, we're just, oh, they're changing. Oh, 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 hey. Now they bring it on to 88.9 The Rock FM. Hey, I'm up in the sky. It's the weather is being a weather. Oh, and the uh, travel looks really bad today. You might want to avoid that. We got ZZ Top coming up. Hey, Josh, how's the traffic down there? Ah. Fast. Wait, did you say pass? Fast. Fast. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's clogged as fuck. <laughs> Nathan, what is the time for? <laughs> it is well, it is time for this section of the the this this show. Uh now we've had our talk, yes. we've had our say, yes. we waxed poetical with yes. our low haikus. Mm-hmm. However, we don't necessarily want you necess- to take what we say to heart. So much so that we actually have a neat little saying that we have around the uh the office. Uh Borsty Borsty, come on in. Can you tell uh, the folks at home what we normally say at this point in the podcast? Oh, yes. What we say is... Don't take a word for us. That's right. Don't take our word for it, or do not take our word for it. Brevity isn't your thing. Mm. Uh, Brendan, this is a comic book movie. Yes. Um, now not necessarily the most beloved DC character or Vertigo character. No, all the reviews say, start with Dear Cucks. Okay, well, uh, but I, I'm assuming that, I mean, the, the critics, yeah. I mean, they probably at least paid some respect to the, like, the, the, the makeup and stuff. But what do the critics have to say about this? A percentage, if you will. Well... Nathan, I'll tell you this. Only nine critics reviewed this movie okay. on Rotten Tomatoes anyway. That's not a lot. And 44% of them said, all right. That's not, I mean, for nine critics, that's not a bad number. That's not bad. Not the worst. Not that. But, I mean, the audience. I mean, this yes. is a comic book movie. Oh, yeah. 
And DC has seen a resurgence right. as of late as to, to how people see their stuff in retrospect. Sure. So the audience must absolutely have loved this movie. Oh, yeah. In retrospect. Cult following. Yeah, right? no. Yeah, of course. All 55% of them liked it. Okay. Oh, oh okay. I mean, yeah. that's, that's, yeah. If it was but, all 55% of them that liked it, then that means it's 100%. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's got a point there. But, but Nathan, I will tell you this. I will tell you this. If you liked this movie... Right. You might also like Critters. I absolutely did love it. Which you can see online, like third episode, I think. Something like that, yeah. It's my first Halloween-ish episode, I think. Um, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Never seen it. Uh, the Living Daylights, the okay. Bond movie, for some reason. The other Timothy Dalton Bond movie. Uh, see No Evil, Hear No Evil. Uh, seen it, it's fine. And Night of the Comet, which is amazing. Oh, that is absolutely delightful. Yeah. Yeah. Featuring former guest of the podcast, Kelly Maroney. Okay. All right. Well, let's uh, let's 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 just, just let's dive into it and see what the critics say. Okay. We get nine of them, so I mean, I think we can probably burn through those pretty quickly. Brendan, yep. why don't you lead off uh, for the sake of you know the way we normally do this sort of thing? Sure. Well, Felix Vasquez Jr. of Cinema Crazed says an endurance test even the most forgiving audiences won't find pleasure in. Okay, well, my uh, first critic review comes from Felix Vasquez Jr. at Film Threat, <laughs> and writes, this sequel to The Craven Cheese Fest is bad beyond the English language, with Heather Locklear the, as the poor man's Anne Darrow. I thought it was Adrian Barbeau. Sure. Who was in the, the first Swamp Thing movie. I, I have no idea. Josh, you Give us a critics one there, brother. Uh, okay, my fellow is of the name Rob Gonzalez. Okay. okay. This sequel, coming as it did after Alan Moore's critically acclaimed award-winning run on the comic, looked really sad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, let's just let's let's just do two of these things. I, th- okay. I think I think we need to move on to the audience quickly after this. Um, okay, my 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 second and final one is from David N. Butterworth of Rec Arts Movies Reviews. Not since King Kong and Godzilla first slugged it out atop Mount Fuji has there been a more laughable or more ludicrous man in a monster suit movie. I'm guessing the N in his name stands for not correct. <laughs> Uh well I'm I, I you know what I know I don't know what Josh is gonna give us for this his last critic one but I'm gonna send us home with a uh, with a happy one here from uh, Ed Travis this is a positive review from Synapse and he writes the return of Swamp Thing is a humorous and oddly sweet action adventure that wants nothing more than to entertain you with its quirkiness from start to finish and I I can't agree more <laughs> or I can't agree. Alan Moore. John Neekum from Neekum. Lawrence Journal World. Okay. His score was three out of five. Mm-hmm. Can't be fun. That's it. <laughs> Succinct and to the point. I like it. We are now going to jump into the snake pit known as the audience reviews. Uh, so, Brendan, uh, lead us off here uh, with uh, your uh, first audience review. Sure. Uh, well, my first one is from Jeremy S., who can only assume is Jeremy Sisto. It has to be. Yeah, he says, I like this movie, except for the fact the octopus creatures never explained. Four stars. <laughs> 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 what needs to be explained? He's a big, Everything. horrible, 
He's making horrible monster people in his lab. End of where, story. Move on. Where, where does the egg come from? <laughs> Wait a minute. Well, I, I can do with the elephant man in the cage. I get that. I thought you were going to say the I elephant man know, in the room. I need to know the octopus man's origins. <laughs> <laughs> well, good first, lord, Jeremy. My first audience review... Uh, comes from Charles P. And I can only assume uh, Charles P. here worked for a lot of the uh, the educational PSA folks uh, back in the 50s and 60s. And he writes, guilty pleasure or just pathetically ludicrous? You be the judge. I will. What a then why did you write a review if you want us to be the judge? Not <laughs> only that, he gave it, he judged it and gave it to what a stars. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Josh, I'm sure, I'm sure you have a much more worldly critic on your hands there. Well, mine's from Brad P., I assume brother of Charles P. Three and a half stars. Yep. Three and the, half return stars. Of, the return of Swamp Thing is horror fun with a green thumb. <laughs> horror fun. Are you sure Gene, Gene S. didn't write that review? <laughs> Gene Siskel? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Roger Ebert gave it a thumbs up <laughs> he did actually um okay guys this is this one's uh crazy daniel t gave oh, it five Christ. stars i can see your phone from here that thing is gonna go on forever and he says no 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 okay i am in this so i gave it five stars sue me oh <laughs> sorry i saw the review ahead of you. who is daniel t <laughs> <laughs> oh was he was he daryl Oh, shit, was he? We should look that up. I'll, you guys keep going. I'll find All out. Right. Well, my my next one, I mean, it's short, so I'm, but I'm going to stretch it out. I'm going to go for padding here so Brendan can look at us up. <laughs> but my, my next review, it comes from Anthony B., and I can only assume that is the late Anthony Bourdain. Bourdain. That's yeah. how his name is pronounced. Okay. Uh, and he, he, he wrote... <clears throat> Excuse me, I gotta get the gravitas that's uh, ready for this. <clears throat> He's not just busy. Dot dot dot. He's swamped. Five <laughs> out of stars. Uh, he gave this a five star review just so he could write that awful slash awesome pun. Is it awful pun or is it an awesome pun? That's why I said the judge. Oh, five right, exactly. Stars. Five stars. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Josh, what do you what do you got there, fella? Mine is Alex G, who gave it two stars. Alex Goldrich, a friend of mine. And <laughs> I You'd swear after everything that I just said about this movie that I wrote this review myself. Okay. Two stars, Alex G. So let's talk about what I like in this movie. The costume is great. The comedy is so outrageous it almost works. And Abby is so bizarrely written you can almost get into it. The monsters and plot are strange as hell. But underneath all that good bad is mostly bad. (laughs) (laughs) What was the out of stars on that? Two. Okay. Guys, I just want to let you know, big reveal. Daniel T was Daryl. Daniel Emery Taylor, yeah. Yep. 
Oh my gosh, it is too. It was him. That's amazing. Wait, who was Daryl? Refresh me. Daryl was this kid. Open up, oh, you jerk. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm in this, so I gave it five stars. Show yep. me. The kid that was the southern kid from this movie gave it five stars and opened the door for for someone to sue him. I'll say this. Uh, 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 Daryl Emery, or sorry, Daniel Emery Taylor, Dar- uh, Daniel T, who played Daryl, while his career may not be prolific, it looks like it's been super fun. He has been in The Hospital 2, Flower Skirt, Paranormalis, Confessions of a Grave Robber, It's Just a Game, 14 Ghosts. <laughs> 13. 14 Ghosts. What more, one baby? ghost better. <laughs> he learned one more. So, you know what? Uh, you know what? I, I No points off, but I appreciate your five-star I'm, uh, I'm reading Daniel T's reviews. There's one called The Greasy Strangler. Five <gasps> stars. Because he was in it? Five stars. This is the greatest movie in the history of the world. Trust me. I know disco. <laughs> oh, that's a cry for help. All right. Okay. Well, all right. All right. All right. All right. This review comes from DM. Um, Direct, dirty Mouth. Yep. Dirty Mouth. Um, what a piece of shit. At least Adrian Barboboat. Barbo. No, that's what she says. Barboboat. Um, showed her titties as oh. the hottie in the first one. Why could not Miss Locklear do the same for this one? A rehash of the first movie, but dumbed down phenomenally. One and a half out of stars. <laughs> Uh, well, my next one comes from Liam D. Um, there's no celebrity that goes along with that, so I'm just gonna do it with the uh, Liam uh, D. Gallagher. I was gonna say I'm gonna do this with a fun Irish accent. Oh, okay. A very off-the-cuff sequel, but the community is fun. Time and even the late great Roger Ebert likes it, so check it out. Three and a half out of stars. Okay, Steve D. Steve Dusso. <laughs> He's not the first time I've mentioned him on this podcast. It's not. When he's not selling cell phones at Walmart, he's watching movies on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> and and again, that joke is for literally no one except for us. We should absolutely <laughs> tag him <laughs> when, this movie re- when this episode releases. <laughs> not sure I like the new comedic take, but it has some funny bits, although it is way too short and has far too much filler. <laughs> the guy's a walking contradiction. <laughs> Three it's too stars. short, but there's too much filler. <laughs> too short, too much filler. Doesn't like the new comedic take, but has some funny bits. <laughs> guess what? He put it right in the middle. At well, I guess not right in the middle, but three stars. Okay. Um. Okay. My last review, my last audience review is from Emil O. And uh, Emil gives it three stars. Should only have given it two star if it weren't for the awesome. that's it that's the review all right well well, my last one is from alexander p and alexander Payne, director of sideways oh okay i was gonna say alexander platz the uh the location in germany but sure either way i'm doing a german accent okay with a name like Payne, you have to be german sure okay not as dark as the original 
with a lot more comedic elements. Still is great fun. And The Rock is brilliant. A great fun film. Three and a half out of stars. Send us home, Josh. Uh, all right. It's better be fucking good, dude. Wow. This is Matthew D. Oh, okay. Matthew He's related to Matthew Lillard. That's how relationships work. <laughs> Matthew right? Lillard's evil twin. We'll have to say they have, that, they have the same first name, but a slight variation. Oh, last name. That's okay. How, that's, how re- that's how relatives work, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is Andrew L. Wait, she what? Said Matthew Dillard. Come on, man. Well, I said I changed because it was way too long. Okay. Andrew Leslie. Andrew, it doesn't matter whether you enjoyed the first film or not. This one is not enjoyable. The opening scene and title sequence are fun, but the rest is very lackluster from its messy screenplay and poor acting. Bottom line, the return of Swamp Thing is just not fun. Wow. That is patently false. Wow, Andrew. I had a lot of I wish Izzy was on this episode so she could rate that rating. (laughs) Patently false. Patently false. Well, there you go. There's the reviews, Nathan. Now, what do you get to ask us? You get to ask us what we're watching? Well, actually, it's the, uh, the, I remember, it's the latest dance craze sensation that's sweeping the nation. Yeah. It's what you watching, bud. It's where we talk about, hey, what are you watching to keep yourself entertained during these awful, awful end times? <laughs> Josh, what you watching, bud? Uh, are we talking movies, TV, anything? Anything that you want to... As long as it's not RuPaul's any, any, any piece of media... Because that's rec- been covered several times on this show. Any piece of media recently that you want to point out that uh, you want to recommend to the folks? Uh, Jamie and I just watched the thing about Pam. Hmm. Oh, I recommended that one a few weeks ago. Yeah, good on you. Thing about Pam was very, and I, we actually watched it because we watched the most recent Dateline episode on. Because you're big fans of The Office, and they were like, <laughs> "You need to sit down over there." Yeah. Um. So we actually watched the Dateline episode first, and I was like, "Well, she seems weird." Hmm. And then we're like, "Hey, like, let's watch what Renee Zellweger does with it." It was really good. Um, yep. so the thing about Pam, uh, we, I just watched No Way Home again for, I think now the third time. Oh, it's so good though. Yeah, it's quite good. It's great. And we have been watching, oh, I've been, I don't know if, you know, your audience would enjoy this like we would, but I've been watching the Evil documentary series. Mm-hmm. Oh, the Seals. WWE Evil? Yeah. Yeah. That's been pretty good. It's interesting. They actually have like psychiatrists on there or psychologists on there, rather. I thought you were going to say they actually have psychosis on there. Uh, no, psychosis. They have, they have psychologists on there yeah. who talk about like the psychology behind why certain heel characters or villain characters work and their motive behind it and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So that's mm-hmm. pretty good. As long as they're super rapey, they come across as, as heels. I get you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Like Kane and Lita. Yeah, like Triple H and Katie Vick. Right, exactly. Uh, necrophilia rapist. Yeah. Nathan, speaking of necrophilia, what do you have to recommend? What you well, you know what? Uh, I, I don't appreciate you calling me on the carpet like that. Well, but, I just figured that we related uh, to this. Because actually, my, my recommendation this week isn't necessarily what you're watching, bud. It's a what you're listening to, bud. Oh. Uh, at the time of the recording, today, uh, the latest... From the uh, the artist Shoddy Hora, 
release called Scum of the Earth, which is the follow-up uh, to his album Salt of the Earth. Uh, well, I will admit that I enjoyed Salt of the Earth better. I do believe that Scum of the Earth is is definitely worth a listen. Uh, he's definitely he's still got that mix of uh, hip hop and 90s Manchester. So if you look at like it's like a weird combination of hip hop and Oasis. If if, <laughs> if that's if that jives with anybody, uh, I do recommend checking it out. Uh, his his hip hop stuff in general is is quite good, but I do like his more musical efforts a little bit more. All right, shoddy horrors, scum of the earth. And I'm gonna recommend the unbearable weight of massive talent. That is the movie where Nicolas Cage plays Nicolas Cage, <laughs> and it Sounds is delightful. it is great. Yep. Um, he plays a heightened version of himself. He he he. He just goes headfirst into the memes, into the Nicolas Cage of it all. Pedro Pascal is phenomenal. His best Nathan Fillion. Oh, ever. my God. They they have amazing chemistry together. It is a great fucking movie. It is just so fun. It, it's the most fun you're going to have at the theater. Now, if you can make it to the theater and, you know, you feel relatively safe going to the theater, I would recommend checking it out there. If not, I'm sure you can wait a few weeks and just, you know watch it on prime or Drop, something yeah i'd rent it somewhere yeah, or, yeah. but it, it's 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 wonderful so the unbearable weight of massive talent is my recommendation okay all right so there you go that's what we're watching uh josh i, I do want to say thank you again for coming on and examining a ridiculous comic book movie with us uh we really appreciate it. we know you're busy what with being a new dad and everything like that and even running past uh time so you've been you've been a sport bud i really appreciate it yeah happy any... to do it i appreciate you guys having me on again you got anything any... you want to plug as, as i say do you want anything you want to promote <sighs> selling no. tables and shit i'm still selling tables yes custom tables i will put any comic book design that you want on a coffee table. Even Swamp Thing? Yes. Even Man Thing? No. Yeah, even Giant Size Man <laughs> Thing. Okay. Gross! Why would you do that to people? Uh, yeah, so I make tables the hit worst. me up on... on fa- I'm, I'm guessing my last name will be in your episode. Code yeah. Sabulous one. Like in the description or whatever. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I don't have to spell it on here if they do want to look me up and look up the tables. Right, cool. Well, Got okay. the tables for Josh Coates Abisakos. There you go. And again, thanks for coming on, bud. This is, I know this uh, was maybe not the easiest uh, comic book movie to, to watch and review, but I'm sure you had some fun. Oh, it was fun. It was cheesy and funny. and Yeah. It was right. no... Uh, Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. It's no it, by far, by far, I think the only time I didn't have fun doing this was Fantastic. Okay, that, that, that's like that's all the other reason. ones were like kind of funny you know what i mean like so they bad, were terrible but... but still fun to watch yeah i get it yeah <laughs> fantastic four was like I, I like i don't even know if i can get through the rest of this just a slog <laughs> but nathan yeah. do you have your do you have your old buddy there yeah yeah he's here too uh just one second i will get him and uh he will promote his stuff mm. it's a good friend montrose monkington the third here i'd just like to take this time to uh to invite these delightful listeners over to my YouTube channel, Montrose Monkington TV. I need to say that with some gravitas. Mm. Uh, and, but if you if you enjoy what you see there, a, a, a chimp from England talking about the graps, 
you can be friends with me as well. So do don't despair. Uh, you can be friends with me at the uh, the uh, Facebook group Montrose Monkington the Third Esquire and friends. And then finally, once we, once we're friends on the Facebooks, uh, you can even tweet it to me uh, at Montrose the Third. That's the number three uh, D. Thank you. More later. <laughs> yeah. And 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 on that note, um, I, Nathan, I guess I just have a few questions for you. Yep. Before you get uh, to Nathan's questions, sorry oh, sure. to interrupt. Okay. Can I plug one more thing, but not yes. for me? Yeah. Yes. Uh, I got a buddy of mine. His name is Travis Boyce. He is a stand-up comic who works around uh, the Maritimes. He's actually opening for Kenny versus Spenny sometime within the next couple nice. weeks. Uh, tickets, the shows are sold out, so you can't get tickets to it anymore. Yeah, so but, fuck all y'all. But but look him up, funny dude, good guy, and uh, he's a maritimer like us. There you go. There you go. All right, well, Vernon, you would you would mention that you had had some, some questions, so I did have a few questions. And now I think I think I'm the bigger Swamp Thing fan of the three of us. Yeah. Possibly. Yeah. Well, you're definitely a bigger Return of Swamp Thing fan. <laughs> so I guess I just I guess I guess what I'm asking is mm-hmm. in, in a movie right um in which Heather Locklear mm. is has some very um unsettling sexual chemistry with her stepfather right um in, in a movie in which uh she also has some very unsettling chemistry with uh, unsettling sexual chemistry with Swamp Thing. Okay, 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 okay. In, in, in a movie in which um, I was nervous whenever that southern kid um, spoke in front of his uh, black friend. All right, okay. Uh, okay. And in, in, in a movie where, where um, I mean, we we all saw that cucumber scene. We did, we did, we did. They're uh, going to have tree babies. Uh, I, I guess I just I just need to know. What's that? What what the heck were they thinking? Yes, here comes Amos. Now Amos Moses was a Cajun. He lived by himself in the swamp. He hunted alligator for a living. He just knock him in the head with a stone. The Louisiana law gonna get you, Amos. It ain't legal hunting alligator down. Alligator bit it. 